The phone number is 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Lindsay's taking a call right now. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Lindsay. How are we all doing? Good is this our first show after the new year? Good morning. So. It is. How's everybody's? Uh, did we make New Year's resolutions? Anyone like never do can you do that? Never do, Andy. You never no. do. Yeah, it's better not to. I, I got bullied into it one time at a party, and I stood on the mantle of the fireplace and said, "My resolution is to be taller." On the mantle. Very See? good. Nice. Very it worked good. out just that day, and that's about it. Very good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's good. Lindsay, did you make any? You didn't make I any. I literally forgot what mine was last week. Oh, to drink more water. Oh, yeah. Oh. Right. You were, 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 were you going to drink like a gallon of water a day or something like that? Or I mean, you... I'm not doing too bad with that, but I developed a new resolution, which I didn't realize I was going to do. I have not had any coffee in six days. Ooh. Wow. That would be a seven, seven days. That is just not... I, I, I literally could probably give up the alcohol quicker than the coffee. Oh, me too. Yeah. Right, Andy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially in what we do. Yeah. How, yeah. How, right. how bad are the headaches right now? Oh yeah. Well, I, I did give it up once. You're right, Andy. I did. Did you? Did you ever did. try? Yeah, it I did. Oof, yeah, brutal. The headaches but for was, the first few days are terrible. I was telling you, Lou, that I woke up this morning smelling coffee. Like it was like this, but nobody was making coffee here. It was mm. like, but I woke up to the smell of coffee. <laughs> Just a fantasy. There yeah. is nothing better than a good cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. like, you know when you have the really good <laughs> cup of coffee, you know, and it surprises you. You yeah, know, like in. Uh, yeah. Uh, in the movie Elf, you know, where he mm-hmm. first time he comes to New York, congratulations, you have the world's best coffee. <laughs> Remember? And then he takes, uh, you know, what's her name? What's her name in the movie? Zoe. Um, I don't know. Zoe. Jolie. Chanel, yeah. Jo- Jolie, whatever. Josie. Is that her name? Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Anyway, and he's like, she takes, she says, taste it. Ready? He's like, I got some, what tastes like a crappy cup of coffee. No, no, no. It's the world's best coffee. <laughs> Just because there's a sign. But when there's really good coffee... I don't want to rub it in, but I'm drinking a really yeah, and good I mean, cup of coffee just, right now. It's been two minutes of rubbing it in. Oh How I is, just got some from sip? Costa Rica. Mm, my tea is so yummy right now. Oh, the Costa Rican stuff yeah, is really good. Like I remember when we went to Jamaica. Look, we're just mm. totally making you. <laughs> we went to Jamaica. The Jamaican coffee? Well, I yeah. forget what it was. was ama- yeah, it's was, amazing. Stop. You are mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just all of a sudden thinking about how good coffee is. I'd much rather give up booze. Right. Yeah, easier. Get it. Hang on. I got to take a sip real quick. What was your resolution? Yeah. Remember, I was going to do push 50 push ups a day. Oh, yeah. Okay. How's that going? I'm 300 in. Nice. nice. Good work. There you go. Good job. Yeah. And can I tell you, it's crazy. Like, I mentioned it to my son, Quinn. I go, I'm going to do 50 push ups a day. And he goes, At That's once? Good. I go, No, I can't do 50 at once. And so today's, what is it? Saturday. So I started on New Year's Day. It's already easier. Yeah. <gasps> That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. So you. anyway, 2023. Yeah, and I'm old. Uh, okay, so we Lindsay, you know, is kind of crazy as you guys. Not crazy, guys. She's uh, just motivated. uncaffeinated. Wow, this She's uncaffeinated. She's <laughs> uncaffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> but she goes, we need some new uh, features and things that we're going to do in the new year with the show that we can all participate in. Mm. And she rattles off this, these ideas. I'm like, oh yeah, those are great. You know, like. Uh, like oh maybe we do a joke of the day you know John does his speed jokes right. um, and 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 but and, and we used to do a joke here before he started that in the pandemic every now and then I'd do a bad dad joke which I'm you know totally good for and we're like oh maybe we'll do that this and that and she and she's really into trivia now and she loves trivia and then she said what if we did a word of the day 
And the idea is that there'd be a word on a Saturday that we would come up with, or she is going to come up with, that then we would all have to use somehow in a sentence. Mm. Now, I don't necessarily know... I don't want to put the pressure like on Don or Andy to have to use it in, in a news broadcast or anything like that. Right. Hey, I, like I, can do it, I like that challenge, yeah. Well, you say that, but then she <laughs> sent me the word. And I don't even think I know how to pronounce the word. I do. Oh. Okay. So well I'm gonna okay. So I'm gonna tell you it's it's, it's an adjective. Okay, okay, you ready to pronounce the word, Lindsay? Oh. Because I can't. It's an adjective. Oh well, I want you to try it. No, and the the <laughs> oh. definition of the word is clumsy. Or unskilled with both hands. Now, this is not a reflection, is it? The word you didn't. Nope. nope. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what's the word? And it's an adjective. I said that. All right. Oh, okay. Amba sinister. So it's like sinister, but with an amba. Whoa! Have you ever even heard of that word? I have not. Like well, we couldn't have started. Like we couldn't have new. started with like chocolate. <laughs> no, we're learning a new word, and then... Oh, I see. So we're going to learn oh. a new word, and it's yes, going to okay. be the word of the day. So say the word again. Ambisinister. Ambisinister. A-M-B-I-S-I-N-I-S-T-E-R. How is anybody going to use that in a sentence? I'm already Man. working it into my 7 o'clock yeah. sportscast. All right, there you go. Andy's going to have it at 7 o'clock. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was well, Andy, good. I guess Andy could do that. Yeah, like uh, right. well, a Right. So could a you receiver. with like, somebody that just had a mess up with a, home, with a fix-it project. Oh, it was such an ambisinister. So, okay, so my goal is I'm going to try and use it on a phone call or something, right? That, yeah, right? everybody t- has to try. And if listeners... Listeners can play along too if they call in and they can use. Am- oh, maybe we need to find something to give them if they can use that word. We in know you're going to contest. Their you're going to have the lawyer. The next our lawyers calling us now, <laughs> right? We got to be careful. Can't be. Con- we can't have a contest, right? Can no, we- that's just online. That's oh, just, just on a- your. Station. Oh, online on the radio. It's fine. We can say whatever yeah. we want. Oh, well, well, you've got to give away. You've got a prize sheet. Oh yeah, right. That's a good point. Okay, so the word listener. The word is. The word amber sinister. Amber. It's like password. Did you ever watch Password? Oh, yeah. That was good. Nice. I loved Password. I loved Password. Remember, they would just look at each other, and they'd say, <laughs> and then they'd go, dog. <laughs> but my favorite was the Kristen Wiig Saturday Night Live Password. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Don't gosh. say the word. Don't say the, the word. secret word. Don't say the word. Oh, I said the word. <laughs> uh, I was one of, the, one of those little pouches that they look at the word in. You know, they, oh, yeah, yeah, the old yeah. Times, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Okay, the word is ambisinister. Oh my gosh, I've totally got a rejoin idea. All right. I already wrote it well, in. Yep. Wrote it in. Here we go. Here we go. This is uh, Jack calling in from Park Ridge. Jack, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you? I'm well, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So my question is that I bought a place in Florida last year, and um, when I bought it, I knew that it needed new windows and new sliding doors that moved out to the lanai. Okay. Um, and so the doors and the windows do not seem to um, to be sealed properly because humidity really, really seeps in. And I have a dehumidifier that's attached to my new um, air conditioning system. Okay. And I have a separate dehumidifier that's kind of running almost continuously. And my question for you is, 
um, do is there anything I can do to seal these windows? Because I'm not going to be able to get new windows or doors for quite a while with the hurricane that oh, took place yeah, down yeah, yeah. here. Everybody's yeah. kind of tied up. And so I was just wondering, if, is there any, like, seal that I can put on the windows or the doors that would kind of eliminate some of the humidity coming through? But you're going to... But you're still going to want to be able to open these windows, right? Yeah, uh, I don't necessarily need to open the windows because I don't, you know, because of the uh, high humidity here. My wife, she just doesn't like the windows open at all. So for right now, I don't need the windows open, but I do need the sliding doors because that's the second part of the question. The the doors, they stick continuously when I'm um, opening them. Okay, so a couple things for the if we know we're going to replace the windows, um, yeah. Then, I mean, you could caulk them all shut, but then it just you know if all of a sudden you wait a couple of years and you're like, oh, I need to open this window. It's a pain in the rear end. There is um, there is a, a caulking that is a removable caulking called Zip Strip that DAP makes. And you could go buy literally a case of it. It's a clear caulking that goes on, will seal the windows, but and it dries. And probably you could leave it there for a year. And if you needed to open up a window, you would peel it away. You literally would get on the end of it, and it would peel away and unstick. But it would seal the... Um, it would seal the drafts out for sure. On the sliding oh, okay. glass, and on the zip. zip strip by DAP. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And buy a case yeah. of it. So, okay. you know, and uh, you can get, I mean, uh, you know, with, like you said, with the hurricane, buy the thing up here and then take it down with you. You know, I don't know. Do you drive back and forth or fly? Yeah. What do you do? We right. fly. You fly. Okay. Well, maybe buy it there then. I mean, I'm sure. Uh, the hardware yeah. store, somebody's got it. Just make sure that, that, that they should have it down in Florida as well. But on the sliding glass door, what I want you to pay attention to is, is there a, a set of rollers on the bottom of that door that you can adjust? And on the inside, bottom horizontal line of the uh, door, there should be a couple of caps. And if you pop those caps off and you stick a screwdriver in the hole, whether it's a flathead or a Phillips, then you turn it typically clockwise, and it will lift the door up from the rollers to allow it to be much easier for you to roll it back and forth. Okay. Now, oh, now, okay. okay. So let's let's assume that we're going to be successful with. Hey, wow, this works. I can open the door. It's no problem. But it's still leaking like crazy. Yeah. Since we're doing this temporarily, is the door color white? Yes. Okay. Um, there are these self-adhesive white plastic door sweeps that you can purchase where if you can imagine a strip of plastic that is 36 inches long and um, uh, imagine a paint stick, okay, if you can imagine a paint stick and now it's three feet mm-hmm. long, or a yardstick, this is a better example, a yardstick that's three feet long. Half of it, lengthwise, is rigid and has an adhesive on it, and the other uh, half is more pliable. It's uh, like a little flap, almost like. With the door closed, mm-hmm. you're going to clean it off, you know, wipe it down with a, you know, 
even just Windex and wipe it with a towel so it's nice and dry and clean. You're going to use this and stick it around the sliding door to seal between the door and the jam. But you're going to do it in such a way that the door still operates and closes to seal out any humidity coming uh, through the door. And on this, I would put it on the inside of the door, not on the outside, because it would be more difficult to make that uh, achieve it. And it kind of will flap over the top. It's not perfect in any way, Jack, but it will improve, and it will still allow you the opportunity to um to to do it um you know what i mean yeah yes no that that's very helpful because like i say it's a temporary thing i i know eventually probably within the next hopefully 24 months you yeah know, can get new windows and doors but it has become, yeah i mean and and and, know, and, and, the, and and the thing is with down there what i would uh recommend you do as well is when you do are you going to go down at all for a, a time or when you're down there for some time try and get the estimates so i it. usually come for two two weeks yeah two weeks so you know, when you're down there get a schedule get on the schedule with a window company you know reputable company down there so yeah. you're at least in the pipeline Right. You know what I mean? Right. And even if they right. say to you, hey, buddy, I got houses that don't even exist. They're going to go first. But yeah. but there's always right. there's always a hiccup where they can't get to this house. And, you know, the, if it's in the pipeline, they can say, hey, can I get this house over here? And, you know, they want to keep people busy. And uh, and if you're ready for them uh, and, you, you know, you can afford it to, to, you know, send them a deposit or yeah. whatever it is, that's the better way to go. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lou. I greatly appreciate the advice. Congratulations on the house, and uh, thanks for calling. I really appreciate it. 857 557 4 Lou. 857 557 4568. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. It's 6 30 in the morning. Time now for WGN Radio News with Don. 857 557 4568 is our phone number. Uh, 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 Andy mentioned that the. Uh, Hawks uh, won last night, uh, which is awesome. But also, um, it was, I believe, the second night that Joe Brand was sitting in with Chris Chelios calling the game. I think John Whiteman's out with a, a voice ailment, and Joe was sitting in, and I was super happy to hear him. He did a terrific job. Uh, our own Kevin Wells also was uh, sitting in doing the uh, intermissions, and uh, it was a, it was a nice job. You 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 get an opportunity to uh, step up to the plate. Literally, and uh, I was really happy to to hear the call with Joe. And that hockey is not an easy thing to do. I think most people, you know, will tell you that in the sports world. But uh, congratulations, Joe! Really happy for you. And uh, you know, give it your best shot. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou is our phone number. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's go back to the phone lines here. This is. Wanda in Lockport. Hi, Wanda. You're on House Smarts Radio. Um, thank you. I have a question about, we have a three-story house, one we've been renovating, and uh, it needs to be painted. So I need ideas on how to get ladders up to the third floor because my husband is ambassinister. Look at her. She did it. Did you see what she said? Wow. She did it. Wow. First of the year. You're good. Impressive. You're good. And do you really have that question, or are you just calling to use the word? Nope. I really have that issue. <laughs> 
She's so yeah. I wish you could see Lindsay's <laughs> face right now. She's so happy. Um, are, well, we have to say. How about we we have to send you something, right? So uh, when I'm done, don't go anywhere. We're going to send you out a. Uh, uh, we're going to send you out an exclusive WGN Radio 100th Anniversary T-shirt. How's that? Okay. So when we're done, Ooh, when wonderful. we're done, when we're done speaking, don't uh, don't hang up. Um, uh, when you talk about third up to the third floor, you mean that the ladders they're not going to extend on the roof and then go. You need to go from the ground all the way up. Yes, it, it's a it's an old colonial house built in eighteen eighty nine. Wow, and the thing is huge you okay. get into the third floor of the house and you can see the top of the second floor of the coach house wow now who is going to do this work i do the low stuff my amber sinister husband does the high stuff <laughs> oh my god you're going to send him up that and a big ladder like that i don't like to but he's more stubborn than i am at times wow. all right and you don't own these ladders correct no well, let me ask you one other thing no. Do you have where this property is? Is there a fair amount of um, is there a fair amount of um, space around the home? Uh, on three sides of the coach house, yes. The other is into our neighbor's um, driveway. Could but we around our house? Yes. There could is. we use a hydraulic lift? How big are they? Well, they come in different sizes, but my point is, I'm you know, I, I, you know, I don't know that even I, as stubborn as I am, would take the risk now to go up, you know, a forty foot. Well, I, I just recently did it, but if I was going to paint a whole house, I would rent. I would rent a lift, which will cost you money. There's no question. Uh, you know, it could be five yeah. or six or seven or a thousand dollars a day, depending on the height that you need. But then your stubborn, ambisinister husband would be in the uh, in the cradle with a with a harness on, and be able to move about, paint much faster, be much safer, and it could be the best, you know, three thousand dollars you spend. Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah. I love him to death, but he's too stupid to be scared sometimes. <laughs> well He says stuff that about me like that too. Right. <laughs> well, I, I, I think that I think that, that might be the way to go and uh and and that way you can ensure that um you know you're um you're going to keep him safe and you're going to um not worry about him falling down there for sure. All right, maybe do that. I, I really think that's a better idea. Thanks so much for the phone call. I'm going to put her on hold, and then Lindsay, get her information, send her out a WGN Radio T-shirt for being uh, using our word of the day. I love the I love the participation, people. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. This is Roger in Orland Park. Hey, Roger. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Oh, good morning, Lou. Happy New Year. You too, sir. How may I help you? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm in, in the bathtub there. Um, I'm, I'm right now. You're in the bathtub. I, wanna, I, I can take. Oh uh, no, no, I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> but uh, but but the cap on the bathtub, you know, for the I can take that off. Okay. And what I want to do is I want to pull it up. On you know, pull that part up 
um, so I could clean it. I seen a, I had a plumber here one time do it, but I can't remember how he pulled it up. Okay, so you're talking about the stopper that's down inside the tub. Well, uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I could take the cap off. Right, but that's no problem. It's just, it's yeah, underneath there. Hold on, we're talking about the 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 stopper that if you were going to fill the tub, you would close so that it holds water. Correct. Well, yeah, but but I I I took that off. Okay, and so, so, so now you're just looking down into the tub, into, into the into the drain, you know. Right, but now what is it that you want to take off now? Because then, if if you took the cap off, now you've got the drain. Well, I want to pull it up. Up. So you took it out, and there's yeah, a, you have the drain. I okay, okay. Hold on. Is there an arm sticking up from this, or no? No, there's not. Okay, and how did you? No, there's like a, there's how, like a, or something, you know. Say that again, because I'm I'm stepping on what you're saying. So you pulled the. How did you take the cap off? Was there a little screw on the side of it? No, I just turned it. You just turned it, and it came out. And now, when I look in that drain, what do I see? Like like um uh uh. uh the, the drain part, you, you know, where it has that, like, little T, you know? Right, it's like a crisscross, but is there a rod and, Is there a rod sticking straight up in the middle of it? Sticking straight up in the middle. No, 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 no. So there's nothing there. Nothing. When I look inside the drain, there's a crisscross. That's it. And that's it, yeah. Okay. And I'm wondering that how to pull it, that up. That doesn't come up. The only way that that comes up is you have to take the drain assembly apart. You would have to unscrew it. Now, if you unscrew it, then that, I'm assuming it's a chrome, you know, assembly that's on the tub, right? You you see, like, the chrome metal that's around there. You would have to jam in, like, a pair of, you would have to jam in a pair of channel locks and a big screwdriver and unscrew that, but when you unscrew that, the drain assembly that's on the bottom of it is screwed into that. So there's no reason. Oh there's no reason oh. for you to take that apart. Uh, let me go one, one step further. Are is the drain slow? Is that the problem that you want to take this apart? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, when the plumber was here that one time. Yeah, he he pulled it up and cleaned all the hair and whatever on it, you know, and cleaned it up. Right. So well, I wanted to try to do the same. Okay. Well, he may. He, I stopped at that point. Got it. He may have used some sort of, uh, you know, uh, they they make these flexible hair drain removal tools that you can buy at the hardware store that you would jam in there and pull all that hair out. Or what you could try is there's a drain cleaner that I really like called. Let me back up. If you put water in the tub right now, does it drain slowly or is it completely stopped? Oh no, it'll it'll drain. It'll drain. Okay. I want you to go to the hardware store and buy a drain cleaner called Insta Flow. Insta Flow. Yep. Okay. And it's these little chips and you're going to boil a little pot of water and you're going to pour these chips over the drain so it's like a mound. 
And then you're going to carefully, with the boiling water in the pot, you're going to pour it over the top. Don't put your nose over it because it's quite pungent as it dissolves. And as the chips dissolve, once they dissolve, stop. Let it percolate for about a minute, minute and a half. And then pour the rest of the, turn the faucet on to drain it out. It'll eat up all the hair, munch it all down. It's safe for the pipes. And that keeps you from taking apart anything that you'll have a hard time putting back together. Oh, okay. Could could you do one other one for me? Sure. Yeah, um, I called you before about about the back bedroom that was, and you told me to get that um, uh, that rod, uh, whatever, and and then with caulking and fill up the gap on the bottom with of uh, the floor there with a with clear caulking to seal up the yeah, the yeah. drafts and stuff. Yes. Yeah, well, I did all that, you know, and uh, no, it didn't work at all, and it's still it's still uh, cold back there. And remind me, was it is it that it's the furthest room from the furnace? Yes. Okay. And then I think did we talk about using supplemental heat back there? If that didn't work, uh, no, we didn't. Yeah. So I mean, you know, do do you use this bedroom? Uh, sparingly. Yeah. I mean. There's a couple ways to go here. You could use you could use a a separate heat system there where it could be a wall-mounted heater that you plug in that uh, there's one I think we talked about it last week on a different caller called NV heat which is a this thin oh. wall-mounted you mount it on the wall it's a convection heater you plug it in you turn it on you set huh. it and you forget it and it will take the chill out of that room, and it uses, I think it, I think on average it uses about 300 watts of electricity, so it's not a big electricity sucker, but it does a nice job, and that oh. might be, that might be the way to go. Since you sealed up all the drafts, which is important, uh, put some supplemental heat in there to take the chill out. Envy Heat is the name of the product. Thanks so much for the phone call. It's 6.52 in the morning. We'll take a quick break. And be back right after this. 857-557-4568. The new year is, uh, we've got our new word. We've got our new, uh, you know, Lindsay's not drinking and uh, coffee. And uh, we're drinking coffee and our phone system's not working today. I don't know why what's going on this morning. But I guess that's just uh, the way it is. So keep calling and we'll get you there. It's uh, It'll it'll eventually work. rubbing in the no drinking coffee thing. Any, any jab you can get. Lindsay's not drinking coffee and our phones aren't working. <laughs> Well, I just, you know... And it's I, the world's greatest cup of coffee. Remember when I went to Jamaica? Because oh, that really was really, the best. It you really, brought me back coffee, and I still think about it. It was so dark. I still it, that, think about it. That coffee was... So, it was like one of those things when you grab the bag that if you put it in the car, you immediately... It filled the, the aroma, filled the car. It was so good. And then I remember we were on this kick for probably three months to try and find it, which was not easy to do. Uh... Anyway, you'll be fine. The closest I got was that green green mountain. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good, too. Um, anyway, good coffee is good. Um, one of the things I was thinking about, uh, I, I actually did a segment on this for uh, WGN-TV last Friday, but uh, with this weather, it's been so, um, you know, cloudy and dreary and... Mary Beth said, we're going to paint a bedroom. We're going to paint Mallory's bedroom, and, you know, it's kind of... Um, it was beat up. She literally is like my third son. 
uh, because even though she's my daughter, she just beats the you-know-what out of everything. It's just unbelievable. You know, the the stereotype of a, you know, a dainty woman, It's she's not dainty. She's lovely, but boy, she's tough. And I went into her room, and I got to tell you, even though paint is expensive, you know, the, the price of paint is so expensive, you can paint a bedroom for well under 200 bucks. It took a gallon of paint. I had to use a special primer on a wall because years ago we had done this um, dry erase system. It was like this clear coat, something that we had featured actually on the radio show. It was like a two-part thing. I can't remember. Idea paint. That's what it was called. So I had put this idea paint on her wall that turned the entire wall into a dry erase board. It was really cool. Whatever color was underneath it, you. I, I think the product is still out there. But um, it's like a clear coat over the top, and I was going to sand it all down, and uh, you know. But then I decided, why don't I just try a bonding primer? You know, experimenting. And I may have mentioned this primer before. It's called Styx S T I X. When I did the kitchen makeover that uh, we did the cabinets on, that's what I used on the cabinets, and it is so durable and just unbelievably effective. And it probably took me a total of six hours to do the entire to do the entire room. Just the walls. It didn't do any of the trim. Cut it, rolled it, and an amazing transformation. So if you're thinking about I need to do something to brighten stuff up and, and take advantage of the fact that maybe you're not going outside because it's just not that nice, this is the way to go. Buy a couple gallons of paint, get the primer. If you got the brushes and the rollers, the key is always, you know, anything, right? 90% of a good job is the prep work. So the night before, I went and pulled everything off the walls. I patched all the holes with some spackle. The next day, instead of creating a sandy mess, use a sponge and warm water on the spackle, and you just use that to blend it all in. And with a nice 3-8-inch nap roller, you will be amazed at the results. Great way to freshen things up uh, during the winter months. All right. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. More House Smarts Radio coming your way after this report from Don Kleppen. This is funny because uh, I said to Lindsay, wait, this is what we're going to do. So now, Don, you haven't used it yet, right? He's just walking back over to the oh, news desk. Oh, he's just walking right back now. over. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Checking out some stories. Of course. All right, yeah, right, right. Was, sorry about that. You, you, that's okay. You didn't use the word ambisinister yet, did you? No, not yet. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to figure this out. Lindsay's going to create something with this. So we're going to come up with the word of the day in the 6 o'clock hour, and then the four of us have to use it. <laughs> Different hours of the show. The ah. show is four hours, okay? Hmm. Then at the end of the show... We're going to have people, as a contest, when and who use the word. Uh-huh. In other words, oh, Andy used it in the 7 o'clock uh, sportscast. And Don used it. Does it have to be it, like specific like that? Or can it just be like Andy used it in the 7 o'clock hour? Sure. Okay. But so, so I say all this, and Lindsay goes, well, do you think people listen to the whole show? I'm like, thanks a lot. <laughs> Don't I get to have that little image in my head that people wake up at 6 and they spend four hours with me every Saturday? And I, I go... Mean, I mean, and I go, if you want, Andy, if you want to be a winner, got to do the work. Got to do the work. Got to put it in. Got to put it in. Got to put it in the time. Want to win? But now, the thing is, that's a lot. You're right. It's a lot to 
ask people to listen all no well to really pay like i mean you know get their notepad and i mean people do that anyway with you let's be serious get their notepad and like sit there and listen what's the prize we need like a big prize a big one how about a dictionary (laughs) (laughs) to look up your word of the day oh my god this is it now we're the sales staff. If they're listening, go call Web- Miriam Webster's, and that they've been looking for something to advertise, right? That the yeah. dictionary people. Totally. What, what are they spending their money on? Nothing. Just right? waiting. They're we, just waiting. You know what we're bringing back? We're making dictionaries sexy again. That's, That's right. 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 Let's go. Right. You can use that sexy back. Uh, Justin <laughs> just, Timberlake. Song. Right. Right. We're bringing sexy back. Hey. Right. That song. Right. Remember that. <laughs> that was That's it. it. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's good. I All like right. it though. Dictionaries. Good job, Andy. Good, Andy. Good Thank participation. You. Thank you very much. Nice. Very nicely well done. done. Very well done. nicely done. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight is our phone number. Let's get back to the phone lines this morning. This is Jamie in Lowell. Hey, Jamie. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Uh, good morning, Lou. Hey, I in the basement wall. I've got a, a crack. Uh, it's probably three eighths, and it's dry. It's not a moisture problem. And I stopped in the hardware store, and there's so many different products. What's a good thing to inject in there? Um, no water for as long as you can remember. It's just a crack. Yeah, I just bought the house six months ago in the basement. It was real nice and dry, and there's no moisture in the crack at all, and the concrete's in good shape. It's not spalling or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a settlement crack, it looks like. Okay. I mean, there's a couple ways to go. You could just caulk it um, with, um, like, a polyurethane crack filler. It, probably at the hardware store or the home center, they'll make... You'll be able to buy, if you want to do this yourself, it's a a two-tube system that has a mixing tip on it, okay? And, I mean, this would be, you'd have to buy a special gun, so, I mean, just going into all this, okay? But it's a polyurethane, It's it's a similar product, it's not the same, but it's a similar product to what some of the basement waterproofers do. And the idea is that when you look at that crack, can you see it's pretty deep or it's fairly shallow? No, it's, I think it's all the way through. Okay. So with this, if you wanted to do it yourself, you, you would inject this and really try and get that polyurethane to go in like a good inch or so, right? So you're going to take your time and really force this two-part okay. epoxy in. You may even have to buy two tubes of this, depending on the length of the crack. And then it will help to bond the concrete back together. Or you take some um, masking tape on either side of the crack, and you tape off, you follow the crack on both sides with masking tape so that you create like a little curb, and you fill it with hydraulic cement, which is the way less expensive system. Um, the, and the hydro, have you ever used hydraulic cement? Yeah, so you'd almost, you'd have to trowel it in. You got to trowel it in, in there. And, you, and you know, you got to work really quickly with uh, hydraulic cement because it sets up pretty yeah, quick. You, know. you you can't be, you can't be, you can't, hmm. you know, be ambisinister with your, with the way you use it. See what I did there? Well, well, well. <laughs> he got it. He got it. Why are you giving yeah. me that look? Okay. He got yeah. it. Yeah. Right. 
We're not doing the contest yet. We got to figure it all out. Anyway, uh, I would do if you want to do if you just bought the house, go see if you can find. Remind me this crack. How long is the crack? It's the the full length from yeah. the, the floor all the way yeah. to the the top sill. So look for the polyurethane crack filler. There may be some that's you can buy that's a single tube that you can use in a regular caulk gun. You know that you don't have to you don't have to buy the special caulk gun for it. Mix. It's pre mixed, and maybe for what okay. you're maybe for what you're trying to do, that's the best way to go. Buy buy a couple of tubes. If you only use one and you don't use the other one, you can bring it back. Obviously. But um, that that's what I would do because uh, you know the other the other alternative is where is Lowell? Where, where what's that near? Uh, Cedar Lake. Okay, I don't know that uh, you know your a basement waterproofing company like Permaseal would come out and do it, and then you'd get a, a warranty on it, right? Which is kind of a nice thing when you go to sell the place or, you know, if you just bought it and you're not going anywhere, then, um, you know, then you're fine, right? It's, it's, uh, it, it, you've got something to transfer. If you do this and all of a sudden you get water in a year, they can always come and grind it out and do their deal and have them come back do it. So yeah. I think based on, how, based on talking myself, yeah, I thought I'd give it a whirl myself, and then eventually, if it starts weeping water or something, then I'll get somebody in there. To exactly, do it the right yeah. way. So get the polyurethane. Try it yourself. If if you if nothing happens, you're golden. Don't worry about it, and uh, and give it a shot. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Jamie. Appreciate you calling this morning as well. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. It's seven seventeen in the morning. We will take a quick break and be back right after this. In New Buffalo. Hey Brett, good morning. You're on House yeah. Smarts Radio. Hey Lou, how's it going? I'm good. What's going on? I, I just had a silly question. Uh, well, when it's really, really cold out, my kitchen is the farthest room away from the furnace. It has two outside walls, obviously, or of course. So it's always a little cool in there and I like to get up in the morning and turn the stove on. Mm. I mean, just like on like two seventy five to warm up the kitchen. Is that you know safer? Well, I mean, I I, I, I mean, should I just buy a space heater? Or is it, it's just it, would that be just as cheap as running a space heater in there, right? Or uh, it is, but I I mean, the thing is, what worries me about doing something like that um, is that if you forget to leave the stove on, you know what I mean? How about this? The, yeah. Um, you're in your kitchen. Do you have a basement under the kitchen? Yes, it's actually a garage under the kitchen, but it's yeah open. It's open. Okay, so that's where why it's so cold. Um, well, well, I mean, the, well, no, it, the garage is heated. Oh, okay. The, the garage is heated. Okay. So, All right. I mean, it's a, they make and, and this and this the house the house we're talking about is in New Buffalo, correct? Yeah, well, okay. actually, Laporte. I live right on state line. So. Okay, all right. They make an electric. I live in Indiana and go on Michigan time. Got it. All right. They they make an electric baseboard heater. It's actually an electric toe kick heater that can be mounted in the toe kick. Under your kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. So if you were to buy one of these, 
um, and either hire an electrician or, you know, depending on your ability, you would cut out the toe kick, you'd slide this thing in, it has its own thermostat on it, and you could run the electric whip down through the floor into that garage and then make a connection to a, right. its own its own circuit. And you would set that thing on and forget mm-hmm. it. And it would turn on and turn off on its own, Perfect. completely safe, and then it'll it'll take the chill out of that room and quite frankly when you're um when you're doing um when you're you know standing at the sink you know filling up your cup of coffee or washing the dishes whatever your toes will be completely mm-hmm. warm the floor right in front of there will be completely warm it's terrific yeah okay that sounds good yeah that's the safe that's yeah, the, that would be that's the safer way to do it than know. turning on the stove Okay. All right, bud. Sounds great. Appreciate you calling this morning. I'll have work, a great I'll have to work on that. Yeah. You got it. Have a great day. Happy New Year right. and uh, appreciate you calling this morning. Um yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, that does remind me too of um you know, any anything that creates a flame creates carbon monoxide. Now our, our stoves and you know, if you have a gas-powered fireplace or or your gas-fired fireplace rather, you know, those are burning, and they're clean burning, but they do all produce some type of carbon monoxide. So you always want to be mindful of that. And I mentioned, I think, last last week probably, that after the first of the year, now in, the, in 2023, in the state of Illinois, there's a new law that pertains to smoke detectors. Not, not carbon monoxide detectors, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. If you're going to install a new smoke detector now, it has to have a 10-year battery on it. Now, you don't have to run out and replace everything that you have. If you have current smoke detectors that are, you know, within their lifespan, 7 to 10 years, you can still use those and you can still replace the batteries. But um, now, the law in Illinois is that when you go to replace them, it's a little confusing because if they're wired smoke detectors, meaning they, they're wired into your system and then they have a battery backup, those can still have traditional 9-volt or AA batteries, whatever it might be, depending on the manufacturer. But what you will find is that now even those wired ones come with a 10-year battery, and over the lifespan of the 10 years, it's way cheaper to just install that as opposed to replacing the batteries. No more battery replacements, no more chirping um, you know, that the, if you do f- set it off falsely because you burned the toast or something like that, you can push a button to uh, deactivate it, um, but you, uh, you can't drop the batteries out, and, uh, you know, then the thing's not working whatsoever. So I just want you to be mindful of that, especially when we're, we're closed up. We, it's not super cold now. It was a couple weeks ago, and, you know, we're just in the start of winter now, and we use a fireplace all the time, and um, I'm just really, I'm really kind of very conscious about carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. Always have been, and you should be too. And just make sure that if you're replacing them, go with the ten year battery. It's the smarter way to go. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou is our number. This is Jerry calling in from Florida. Hey Jerry, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What's going on? Um, I was up. Uh, I was up in Illinois over Christmas at my son's house, and 
they have a bathroom that does not have an exhaust fan. Um, what is the best way to install an exhaust fan? Do you have to go through the roof, or do they have something you can go at the top of the wall and go directly outside? Um, they do, and uh, you could mount the fan on the wall. And what, what is the what's the exterior walls of the home? Do you know? Uh, I believe it's, um, I'm not sure if it's vinyl or if it's, uh, cedar siding. Okay. So it's, but it's not a, it's not a block home or a, a stucco or anything like that. No. Okay. Um, what you will, no, end, it's not. what you will end up doing, you know, if, an, if it's a typical two by four outside wall, okay, you're going to have to get a, a shallow depth fan because they, they do make them that are, you know, that they're not. The, you just got to make sure it's not three more than three and a half inches, you know, inside the wall. And the, right. the way that the outlet comes off of that, so if I'm imagining, you know, so let's say I'm in a bathroom, I got an eight-foot-tall wall, okay? So maybe six inches down from the ceiling, you're going to cut that hole to put the fan in, right, into the drywall. And you're going to take, and you're going to take the... Um, you're going to take the outlet for the hose and go down. And then on the outside wall, you're going to put in the the vent cover and pipe there, probably a foot low where the fan is, and you're going to connect the hose coming down and 90 right into it right there. So they won't be back-to-back because the fans aren't designed that way. You have to run a little bit, a little bit of a hose for the for the fan coming out of there. Does that make sense? Okay. And you just and you need yeah, but they they need, do have a fan. They do what? No, they they do have a fan specifically put in the wall. Uh-huh. Yeah, what well, really all of them will go in a wall. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether they're upper. It doesn't matter if you mount them vertically or horizontally. All of them will do it. Your biggest thing is, okay, you got to determine the depth of the wall, which I'm assuming is two by four. So when you're looking at the fans, right, make sure that it's not it's not any more than three and a half inches. Right. Okay. Does that make sense to fit inside the wall? But that no, it makes sense. Perfect sense. Yeah, that'll work. Is that is that your project when you go back down to visit? Well, I'm, I well, I got up there just before the big cold came through and uh, froze my patoot, so I no longer have a patoot, and I'm not going back for a while. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, that's the plan, and and uh, when when you get to go back there, you you've got your work cut out for you, which will be great. Thanks so much for the phone call. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Um, one of the things that Lindsay and I were thinking about is this terrible rain and what's going on in California. But California cannot catch a break. They need the rain like crazy. The reservoirs are drying up, and now it's like a deluge out there. And it started us thinking about go bags. You know, like, what are you doing in an emergency if you absolutely have to leave? I think we all know we should have one. Our Noodaloo 2 is going to help you with that as well. We'll talk about that coming up right after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. Like, disaster stuff. 
right? And what's going um, on in California and and it's uh, not so much as well. Yeah, I guess we are. Right, David, my husband really gets into it. He gets we call it weathering. He's weathering. Oh, really? He just he just can't get enough of it. He just gets so like, oh my god, it's the storm is coming. We need to take cover. <laughs> right, right. Like he gets real. But do we have this new Tulutu? No. Well, Should we? Yeah. But yeah. this like your safety stuff. This stuff always gets pushed to kind of the back burner. You know. It's funny because I will go on a kick where uh, I, I was I was watching the thing the what was going on in California and we Mary Beth's brother Peter and his wife just moved to uh, Sacramento and so they're getting a ton of rain now he's right. kind of up in the kind of the low I don't know what you call it but um, anyway uh, it was. Uh, we were calling him. Everything's fine. He says everything's fine. But man, it's raining like crazy, raining like crazy. And then, you know, I'll turn and I'll say, you know, we really should have like some canned soup. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever. Right. If you were to get stranded, because you know what happens is, it's always you see this stuff like storms coming and people are 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 running out to get stuff and then the shelves are empty and it's like if you you know the best time to buy a generator is on a sunny day, right? The best time to replace your sump pump on a sunny day because when it when you're it's too late when the basement floods or the power's out you can't find anything and so these kind of items these go bags as they were well our Noodle 2 is a company that sort of has it all figured out and you know for a fee you're kind of ready to go take a listen <laughs> years have taught me anything, it's that life is unpredictable. As a type A personality with not so insignificant control issues, this realization has been a tough pill to swallow. But no matter who you are, what you do, or where you live, disasters can strike at any moment. The last thing you want to do is be caught unprepared, whether they involve physical safety, access to food and water, or communication. So, how about making your safety one of your New Year's resolutions and investing in an emergency preparedness kit. Ready, set, Judy. This morning's new to Lou 2 is Judy. Say what? That's right. Judy is the must-have emergency kit to keep your family safe during a disaster. Designed by experts, each kit has supplies for warmth, tools, safety, first aid, food, and water. Judy offers three kits... The first and most popular being the Protector, which is the perfect go bag on wheels for evacuations. Their signature bright orange color kit is a bag on wheels that supports up to six people for up to 72 hours. Their next kit is the Safe, an at-home and shelter-in-place kit designed to sustain a family of four up to 72 hours. This kit offers additional supplies like a crank radio, emergency candles, glow sticks, hand warmers, biohazard bags, and a bunch more. Their third kit is the Mover Max. Equipped with over 53 life-saving survival essentials, Mover Max is the best go bag for quick evacuations. Again, designed to sustain a family of four for up to 72 hours. Three super well-put-together kits put together by Judy's team of emergency preparedness specialists. While there's no kit that's going to have everything you need, Judy makes it simple to have just about everything ready to go on hand. And of course, for different areas of the country or world or wherever you live, there's going to be different needs. And they make it super simple on their website. They have a ton of resources and prep guides for things like earthquakes, hurricanes, snow, tornadoes, flood, fire. Judy believes that a family with a plan is a family that can. 
Judy's Protector Kit is on sale now for $175. Her Safe Kit is on sale for $145. And her Mover Max Kit is on sale now for $125. For more information, check out Lou's YouTube House Smarts channel for more information on Judy, along with a ton of other how-to videos, new-to-Lou 2 videos, right at your fingertips. And be sure to click the subscribe button while you're there. Um, have you heard of the movie White Noise? Oh my gosh, David just watched it, and he was trying to get me to watch it, but I didn't. <laughs> don't run to watch it. I watched it. Don't. Oh, don't run to watch it. <laughs> I, oh, okay. I thought you were gonna like go on. What to did this he whole thing. say? What did he say? Um, he fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. So, but here's the thing. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, I can't think of the guy. Uh, I know it it's Adam? Greta Gerwig. Is it Adam? Um, yeah, the guy from it? Star Wars. Yeah. Adam. Adam Driver. Adam Driver? He's not... Uh, who's the other actress, Driver, the British woman? The very pretty, tall British woman? Minnie. Minnie. They're not related, are they? I don't think so. Yeah. Because he's tall. So. He's tall. Yeah. Uh, they're very good. But here's the thing. There's a whole scene in the movie. There's a whole thing where... I think it takes place like in the late 70s, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so they, there's a whole conversation about the radio. Right? Like, oh, well, what does the radio say? What does the radio say? What does the radio say? You know, like, they're going on and on because it's the late 70s. And it's like some, it's like a, it's a weird, it's a odd movie. Anyway, in your go bag, the crank radio, you know, we all talk about this industry of the radio business and how everybody's podcasting and streaming. What do we need the radio for? Uh huh. When things go bad, people, you're going to need the radio. We're going to be the ones that save you, the radio. When the internet is out and we're broadcasting from our beautiful transmitter site in Itasca in the bunker, that's what we got to give people a tour we've of. Got the ra- we've got one. We've got one, right. So anyway, these are cool and uh, and they're ready to go. I think the most expensive one is like a buck seventy five, something like that. So I mean, it's not an inexpensive, but, it, but it'll sustain a family of four for 72 hours, right? I mean, it's not going to be porterhouse and... You know, chicken strips, but you'll be you won't go hungry and it's and just good to put it somewhere, know where you put it, remember where you put it, and then if you need grab it, grab it right and go ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And I know. love this idea and I think that uh, we just always have to be ready for that kind of stuff. And um why not? Right? It's you're not being like a I, I, you're just prepared. It's not anything to be worried like, oh, why am I doing I don't need to worry about that. Just be worried about it and just be ready. And it's a, a affordable thing to do. Go to uh, youtube.com slash TV, and you will see the video and information up there uh, that Lindsay put together. Nice job. I like that whole concept. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our number. This is Jack in Schaumburg. Hey, Jack, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Yeah. Hi, I got to turn the radio on. Yeah, that'll 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 confuse you for sure. Hello. Go ahead, sir. How may I help you? Yeah. Okay, I have a frame house that was built in uh, in the 60s. Okay. And it's hard to heat. Um there's only R8 insulation in the walls and uh, other things. It's a, it's a cheaply built house. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've changed windows. Um, doors. Uh, I've done what I could. Um, and 
this is a split level house, and in one section I have more insulation in the ceiling. Okay. But I've seen a commercial on television where they'll put foam in the walls. But what you see is, uh, well, they're putting it in an empty wall. Oh, it's, ama- it's amazing. It's amazing when eight. you, yeah, it's amazing when you see it in the empty wall, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, save your well, money. Save your money. What could I do Sa- to insulate this house? Better? All right. Let me ask you this. So you are currently running a forced air system in the home? Yes. Okay. And um, and you said it's a split-level home, and so I'm assuming that the basement is cold. Like, are there parts of the house that are uh, relatively comfortable, or is the whole house just freezing? Um. Parts of it are okay. Actually, that lower level, um, they have a lot of vents that go into that room, the the family room. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's where fine. the thermostat is. And that's where the thermostat uh, is. The mid-level here, the, the street level, this is tends to be the coldest because it just doesn't have enough vents uh, for the size of the room, I guess. And I'm assuming that you've already um, closed that, some of the... the, the I'm assuming you've already closed some of the vents uh, on the on the lower level. Right. You have. And uh the ones in the upper level where the bedrooms are, those are uh, uh well uh there's a damper added in the ductwork that feeds the upstairs. Okay. So I close that during the winter cuz I don't need a lot of heat in the bedrooms and try to push more air into this mid-level and uh, the lower family room. Okay. How about we do this? Um, how, about, how, about we try, how about we try this? Hold on. Just listen, and I'll, I'll, I think I'll give you some advice that I think might work. I don't, yeah. want, you, I don't want you to invest in the blown-in insulation that already has some insulation because the, the, my opinion is that it's been, it's very, um, you're just not going to get the money's worth out of it. It isn't going to be this silver bullet that if you add the insulation to the walls, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, it's so much better. It's great. Because it's not. The wall's full of obstructions, and there could be blocking in there that they can only go so deep, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So for about $4,000, and, and yeah. okay, so if we were going to do this insulation, it would probably cost you three, dollars $4,000, $5,000, even more to do that, and there's no way to guarantee it's going to work. But if you hire an HVAC company to come okay. in on that mid-level and put in a split system, okay, so it is a ductless heating yeah. and air conditioning system where they can either put one of these cassettes on the wall below a window or on a wall above a window or in the ceiling and they put an inverter on the outside you will have a separate dedicated heating and cooling source for that level of your home that'll have its own thermostat and that will solve your problem yeah okay do you have a pen or a pencil? Okay. Do you have a pen or a pencil? Um, yes, I'm ready. Get a comfy yeah. home dot com. Go ahead. Get 
a comfy home.com. Okay. That is um, where you're going to go. You're going to go find information from Mitsubishi Electric that makes these terrific heating and cooling split systems. And they can then connect you with a contractor to come give you a price. It's going to be around $4,000. It will solve Mm -hmm. the problem and make your home so much more comfortable. And uh, it'll work. It absolutely will work, and it's a better use of your money than putting it in, in, in insulation on the walls where there's just no way to guarantee how well it's going to perform in an existing wall with all kinds of obstructions. Thank you so much for the phone call. It is 7.52 in the morning. You're listening to House March Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. Here's Paul listening. Hey, Paul. Hi, Paul. I hear you, Paul. Hi, Hi there, Paul. You, Hi there. Turn, you may want to turn that radio off, Paul. Morning. How may I help you, sir? I did, yep. Thank you. Yep, I did, Lou. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Happy New Year. What's going on? Oh, I thought I turned it off. Okay, now it's off. <laughs> there we go. Right? All better? All better. All better. <laughs> I'm usually not that technology challenge. Right, well, it, it happens to all of us. It's only, <laughs> it's not even 8 o'clock in the morning. You, I, yep. you get a pass. Don't worry about it. Uh, thank you. Well, you know, if I told Jay was up early, I'm an early riser, uh, you'd be like, yeah, you should be, you should be more, uh, more into it by then. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I'm a first-time caller. I've met you um, at Fox Lumber before in the past when you used to go out there. Nice. And uh, I'm working on a project this morning. And uh, the wife's out of town, and I'm trying to scrub down the um, the, cer- the uh, ceramic bathroom tiles in the um, in the shower. They've accumulated, you know, dirt, grime, gunk, um, hair coloring, <laughs> you name it. And um, and trying to get, you know, um, trying to keep it, uh, trying to get it, the tiles back to kind of like their original look. Uh, house, well, the tiles are about 25 years old. Um, and, um, I've been working on a few different things. I've tried, um, what seems to be working good is I've taken my cordless drill with a, with a brush on there and, um, kind of using it to, you know, grind away basically. Um, it's a real fine film that's on the tiles, but I've tried Different things like um, I tried a mix of uh, OxyClean, you know, with some hot water, mm-hmm. um, and it's a real chore to get all that fine grime off. Do you have any suggestions? I do. So you've got what the you, you've got the scrub brush on the end of the drill, correct? Yep. Okay. I want you to go buy a product, um, and this is a ceramic tile. And what is the floor of the ceramic tile? Or what? I'm, so, I'm sorry. Um, what is the floor of the shower? Uh, is it tile uh, or? I'm I'm sorry. The the base is oh, it? Oh, it's it's tile on the wall. And what I'm about on, what's the base? Oh, uh, fiberglass. Okay. I want you to go buy a bottle of a like cleaner. A fiberglass tub. Yeah, I want you to go buy a bottle of a cleaner called Kaboom. K A B O O M. Okay. And start at the top. Spray the whole thing. Yep. I actually uh, I've had that. 
Um, well, I'll tell you, yeah, I've, I've actually got about a quarter of a bottle left. I haven't tried it again on this lately, okay. but, you know, um, I think it works, but, man, is it, yeah, you, know, you got to run the exhaust vent and everything because it gets pretty uh, pr- pretty nauseous in there, you know? Do a wall at a time, start at the top, and then spray it on there, leave it there for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. 10 minutes. Don't touch it for 10 minutes. Okay. And then wear some safety glasses and go at it with the scrub brush on the end of that cordless <laughs> drill and work one wall at a time, rin- mm-hmm. rinse it off, and you will be amazed at the results. It's really, really going to do a nice job for you. And uh, you can use that same product on the base, on the fiberglass base. And, you know, don't be surprised when you're scrubbing like crazy with the... Um, with scrub brush, if you start to pull some of the caulking away from the where the tile meets the base, and if that happens, get that all nice and dry and re-caulk it. Um, you know, with a uh, there's a great caulk called Clean Seal. I've talked about they changed the name. It used to be called Cleans C L A N C L E A N Z. Now it's called Clean Seal, and it has an enzyme that won't mildew and mold. And uh, if you put that on there, oh, it, okay. it'll be the one-two punch and really kind of brighten it up. That when your wife comes home, you'll be uh, you'll be the hero. All right, all right. So get get busy on that one. You do a great job. I appreciate the phone call. I'm bumping up against time. The, it's uh, the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. It's eight oh one in the morning time now for WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. And um, our own John Williams uh, wrote an op-ed piece in the Chicago Tribune that uh, if you are a subscriber to the Tribune or the app, which I no longer get the paper, I only get it digitally, um, he has uh, some kind words at the Chicago Botanic Garden um, that uh, the title is uh, to show some light in as I try to help my aging parents. John has been no stranger to the audience and talking about the challenges with his mom and dad, whom are, uh, you know, terrific people that he and his family are uh, helping as they age. And for all of us, we know that that is a, can be a very difficult time and it can be quite challenging. And uh, it is an absolutely beautiful piece. And if you have a chance to pick it up and look at it and read it, um, I think it'll warm your heart. And uh, always remember that... Uh, Families are complicated. Um, they really are. But uh, all we can always do is our best, right? The best we can do. And love them and do our best. And I know John is. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. What do you got going in that word, the, what you just sent me? How? What is the person's what? name? Oh, 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 I must, my, my hands <laughs> must be bothering. I'm feeling a little ambisinister today. Hold on. Let me redo that. Or she got it done, and she wiggled her hands. See, now I was thinking I was, you know, reading the thing during the break, and now Don may have used it, and I didn't know. If I was trying to win the com- the contest, I would you not would, win. You, you're not even listening to your own show. I know you missed well, a good I, one from Don too. Oh, did oh, I miss shoot. it? Yeah, darn it! Thank you, Andy. I caught it. Appreciate oh that. God. See, I was reading See, the John Williams hard. op-ed, which you two should read when you have a moment. By the way, go we'll to the do. Tribune. Sounds good. Uh, well, Don, can you give us the 
Uh, yeah, one moment. Let me you just got it written, uh, let me wrote yeah. It down. Let me sure pull the uh, let me pull the uh, script now back up bad. here. Now I yes. feel badly. I mean, come on. So it was it was in my uh, the Kevin McCarthy uh, House Speaker. So he won the election, and uh, I said he did not call anyone Amber Sinister, and prevailed in the end, as he said he would. Mm-hmm. See, and then that's great. Very that's good. good. That's very good. Very Thank nice. You. Thank you. Well, we are learning so much. I know we show. are. I'm telling you, your dictionary idea is perfect. We're bringing back the dictionary. So if this thing is on, have the salespeople call who Miriam Webster, right? Yes. They get the once a year thing when they talk about, you know, like they'll always get the radio thing. Oh, the number, the new word of the year, you know, they get all that for free. How about they sponsor the word of the day on the weekends? And we're going to, what you know, all these companies, the all they want to do is get the weekend word. It, they they want to get the products in their hands. And then somebody says, oh my gosh, you know what? I won this unbelievable dictionary on a home improvement show on the radio and they're like what like it makes no sense it makes no sense (laughs) but then they're like i need one of those and then they go to the bookstore and they buy one you have any idea how much a big webster uh dictionary is anybody google it for me 14 pounds that's how i get all my words don knows don doesn't know how much they cost but they weigh 14 pounds (laughs) they're huge (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna say hey uh judy you want a 14 pound miriam webster's dictionary right that's what we're gonna send them (laughs) it's gonna be based on weight i love it it's like buying a pound of nails 857-557-4lou 857-557-4568 is our phone number uh so it's george in uh let's see did i just lose george uh as we're sitting here talking i'm sorry it keeps going back and forth she's going to put it back on there it's a very very funny complicated system that uh we have here when it comes to it actually normally works just perfectly and today we're just not having the best of time so my apologies to all of you but let's talk to george in fox river grove hey george good morning you're on house smarts radio good morning thanks for taking my call sure We had a uh, bathroom uh, remodeled upstairs in our home in Fox River Grove. A uh, local plumber, I always like to work with local guys if I can, mm-hmm. uh, did the destruction. Um, you know, we expanded or took out a fiberglass tub or a shower surround up there and put in tile and so on. Um, he struggled a little bit on the, on the floor of the shower, uh, putting in the tile and getting the slope right uh, so that now we've got puddles in the shower after we take a shower. Um, is that something I have to tear out and put the slope back in the way it should be? Is that something I can do? Um, can I go over the top of it with a new set of tiles so we can get the slope right? Uh, is that something I don't want to touch myself and call in a professional? Um, that, that part of the job, he was a bit out over his skis on. And like mm. I said, we've got some, some puddles that need to be, uh, the tiles, uh, the tiles, the tiles that are on the tiles that are on the floor. How, what's the size of those tiles? Um, they were those. They're one foot by one foot tiles, but they're the small, you know, pieces that make up that uh, make up that one foot t- tile. So it's a mosaic tile, small, like one inch by one inch, but yeah, they came in panels. Okay. Well, they're a little bit longer than that. They're maybe three-quarter inch by four inch or something like that. They're variable in size. Okay. So what I would do, if it were me, and the fact that it's relatively new and you should be able to still get the tile, um, if you haven't done any of this work before, I don't know that I would suggest that you do this, but I would literally take a magic marker 
So when it's all wet and you know where the puddle is, I would draw on the floor with a magic marker, like, okay, this is the area here that's low, here's the area here that's low, and then have a tile setter, like a legit tile setter, come out, and with a multi-tool, they're going to carve out those tiles. And they're gonna they're gonna leave the substrate on the bottom, and they're gonna then build uh-huh. that up, put the new tile in, and then regrout the whole thing. Okay, that sounds like it makes sense. And and that should be. Do you way- have somebody that I? In Fox River Grove, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody in that area. What I would say would probably be your best bet is two two spots. Either the Nary dot org n a r i dot o r g Nary dot org, or if there's a tile supply shop in your area, you know, like a floor and decor or something like that, they probably have a recommendation of contractors in the area that they could recommend. I mean, this is a small job. It's going to be tough to get somebody out to do this, but um, you want somebody with a bunch of experience to do this. Okay. All right. All right. I will go that direction. George, thanks so much for calling. I really do appreciate it. It's 818 in the morning. It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. So I'm just curious. I don't know if you're familiar with Lombard, but the backyards all slope to a fence line and they're supposed to drain. Right. Ours do not. Can I block off can I block off one of the downspouts that go to the backyard? Block it off. My yard is always wet, completely wet. Right, but if you block it off to go to the back I, I don't know. Can we where's that water gonna go? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. I have other downspouts. Wouldn't it go to the other downspouts? Well, it would in the sense that the problem is... Is that not a good idea? So where those downspouts you have now, the gutter pitches towards that downspout. So when you say it doesn't drain, meaning that when it gets to the back of the yard, it's just like a giant puddle? Oh, my goodness. You have no idea. Yeah, it's, it's sopping wet 24-7. Can't grow grass because it's all dirt. It's just it's a mess and what about so i'm just maybe I, I go ahead sorry that's okay what about your neighbors so when i'm standing in your backyard lisa and i'm, I'm looking out your backyard mm-hmm. do you, you have a neighbor to the left and the right and then you got a neighbor you got neighbors on the other side of the fence right are you the lowest correct are yes. you the lowest yard amongst your neighbors Unfortunately, no, my neighbor directly behind is, and she's always got a pool back there. Okay. But then the other neighbors, I mean, it's but the other, back there, but the other neighbors don't. No. So there's a drain to the, to the right of our house, right. but his yard is higher than our yard. So it doesn't drain like it's supposed to. Okay. So I think so it kind of sits in our yard. Okay. So I think what has to happen, and you may have to actually work mm-hmm. with, you may have to work with the village on this, is that you and your mm-hmm. back neighbor need to hire a landscaper to come and regrade both of your backyards 
so that the water then pitches mm-hmm. and goes to that drain so it does not affect the rest of your neighbors. But okay. it but it the goes only, into the okay, so but the it goes neighbor, into the Go ahead. The neighbor with the drain put up a shed which is kind of what's blocking us from draining. Right. Um and the neighbor behind us she doesn't want to say anything to the neighbor that you know, you're the reason why we're flooding back here. Um, I don't know those neighbors. I've only lived here a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So maybe the best thing is to call the village and say, hey, that shed is blocking our drains. I really don't want to do that, though. Well, so. <laughs> like a tattletale. No, no, no. But so he, here's the thing. I mean, we, we want to be neighborly, right? And mm-hmm. so a number one. Right. Based on what you're telling me. If the shed went up and it's blocking the uh, water's ability to drain, you you're not allowed to do that. Yes. Okay. That's just not. It's not. You cannot. Correct. You cannot construct something that has a negative impact on your neighbors. It's not neighborly, and it's just not right. So, if it were me right. living there, okay, I would knock on the door and say, <laughs> "Hi, it's mm-hmm. me, Lisa. We've never met, or we've you know said hi in the thing." I just want to mm-hmm. let you know we're having this problem in right. the backyard and blah, blah, blah. And it may be the shed we think is blocking this this drain. And we kind of need to address it. And we're thinking about having this stuff regraded, but we don't want it to affect your yard. And you're just going to throw it all out there. Now, they're either going to say, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. Let's figure this out together and we can do it. Or they're going to say, hey, lady, go screw, you know, whatever. So, then you involve right. then you involve the village not to be a tattletale but just say this is a problem okay. and we need to we need to address right. it right you and your neighbor may have to pay to have the okay. regrading done cuz i have a feeling that that this maybe is more than just the shed okay okay hmm so my solution of blocking off the gutter is a no go <laughs> no the easy solution no it's okay. not no Ah, okay. Uh, All right. That's what I needed to know before I did something. Correct. That's what I would do. Now, I want you to write this name and phone number down. Do you have a pen or a pencil? Um, Yep, now I do. Okay. Tommy Polina Landscape. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, yes, I hear you talk about him all the time. Okay, he specializes in the lawn okay. drainage stuff. I got a phone number, too, if you want. Oh, okay. 847. You go right ahead. 847. 698. 698. 6868. Have these conversations with the neighbor, and hopefully... Yeah, and you, everything's mm. all nice and happy, or even the village, but then... If, you know, all of a sudden you need to address and have someone come out and take a look at it and assess all this, then this, he would be the guy to do that. Okay. Gotcha. And he's obviously comes to Lombard and everything, so. I don't think, yeah, I don't think that's a problem whatsoever. thank you very much, Lou. You got it. Good luck with the project. I'm sure. Have a great weekend. You too. I appreciate you calling this morning. Uh, 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Uh, Let's go back and talk with Greg, who's in Palos Park. Hey, Greg, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. 
Hey, good morning, Lou. Um, yeah, so my question is about our uh, portico on the front of the house. Um, it's, it's a one-story portico. There's a window above it, so I can get onto it. But it's completely flat, uh, and water just collects up there anytime it rains and freezes and just sits up there up against the house. Um, and I'm not sure what's the best way to fix that problem. It's a flat. It's a flat little roof area. Yeah, it's a flat semicircle roof area, and it just collects water. I can get onto it um, to do work, but I'm not sure if I should just like try to do some flashing, or should I try to like cut out a little, you know, area for it to drain? But it's a, um, what's what's the recommended way to handle that? But is it water a, away from the house? Is it a is it a um, it's a flat. It's like a flat rubber roof area, right? Where he's just got a big pool up there. In other words, if I could, right. where it's, yeah, exactly, right over our front door. Right. So if I could lift that roofing material up a little bit, it wouldn't, it wouldn't pool water anymore. Right. But if I lift it up off the wall, then it's all like. I guess my concern is then it's just all going to drain off the front. You know. Hmm. I mean, it's hard for me to, based on what you're describing, and and, uh, so it's over your front porch. So do you know if it's a metal roof or is it a rubber roof? It's a rubber, it's a rubber material over the top. Um, It's wooden construction. The house is brick, um, but it's like wooden uh, columns. And any idea, any idea, any idea what the age of that roof is over the top of that? No, I have no idea. We just moved in a little over a year ago. Okay. I mean, a roofing, a flat, a roofing contractor would come in and see that pooling. And when you talk about where's the water going to go, sometimes what they can integrate into something like this is a little bit of a a custom-made gutter with what they call a spitter. It's like a little tube that would drain the water and it would kind of direct it off to the side. Not a downspout, per se, but almost like a little tube, like a, it's called a spitter. And it will take that water and direct it off the top of that roof. If you let that water sit there over time and it just keeps sitting there, it's going to eventually work itself into the substrate and then cause all kinds of damage. And so, you know... Rubber modified roofing, while it's a small little area, it does take a little expertise, almost like the gentleman that called with the issue with the tile. You got that pocket that sits there, and and it just needs to be built up with a little what they use a this insulation first to get it nice and flat, and then they just cover it with the new modified roof. And if they integrated that with what I'm mentioning, this little spitter, it can architecturally look nice and control the water for you. So on on the south side there, you know the guys okay. you, the guys you would probably call you're in Palos uh, would be Rogers Roofing, and they would be somebody RogersRoofing.com that you could contact that could come out and take a look at that, and it's a perfect project for them to do even this time of year. It's perfectly reasonable for them to come out and take a look at it. Thanks so much for the phone call. Eight thirty in the morning. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk with uh, Renee Fisek, who is the um, owner and president of Seattle Sutton's Healthy Eating. You know, I've had a lot of success with this. I'm still on the plan. Matter of fact, this morning I had uh, a delicious cheesecake French toast, which was delicious. I mean, 
they don't do a ton of carbs on the whole thing, and so every now and then they throw a few at you, and man, it was so good. Cheesecake, cinnamon, I don't know what, I gotta, I gotta get the name of it exactly right. It was called uh, Strawberry Cheesecake French Toast. I mean, does that not sound delicious? Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so, uh, if you're looking to make change... Um, I think you'll find the conversation to be pretty interesting. That's all coming up after this report of news. You have heard me talk now since 2019 about the success that I have had on the Seattle Sutton Healthy Eating Program. And I know that this time of year, everyone is starting to think about New Year's resolutions and making a, a better choice for themselves, their lifestyle, their health and well-being. There are many, many, many companies that want to entice you to get on their program. And you know what? Uh, There's a lot of legitimate uh, methods out there that work. What I want to talk to about today, what talk to you about today, is this Seattle Sutton program because I've had such great success. This is, you know, full disclosure, when I started on uh, Seattle Sutton's back in 2019, it was a partnership between myself, Seattle Sutton, and uh, WGN Radio. And part of it, when when Seattle Sutton and I started talking about this, I said, okay, I'm going to do this because I really do want to get healthier. But I'm also going to be honest with you, the listener, about how it all worked out because I want, you know, my credibility to be part of this. Well, it's exactly worked as they said. Um, you hear me talk about in the ads that at one point I got to, I'd lost up to 39 pounds, which even my wife said, stop losing weight. <laughs> and so, but now even through a pandemic, I have, uh, I have maintained a 30 pound weight loss. That, that giggling you hear in the background is, uh, Renee Fisek, who is a registered dietitian, nutritionist and president owner of Seattle Sutton Healthy Eating. Renee, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning. It's so great to be here and so great to talk to you again. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to speak with you. You know, one of the things that I remember, one of the first conversations I had with you when when we were talking about the program and doing this, you said, look, it's it's all about, you know, we're all about the health and well-being of our clients and Diet and exercise is important, but you said, you know, it's really about that calorie intake that makes a difference when it comes to losing weight. You know, you had mentioned, you know, as a dietitian and a nutritionist that if we get the extra weight off of people, so many other things are better in your life. You were 100% right. So, So let me start with this question to you. When... Did Seattle Sutton's healthy eating begin, and 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 what was that mission when it first started? I know that that you weren't involved in the very first day, but you've been involved for a very long time, and now you own and run the company. So Seattle Sutton, um, she was our founder. That is her first name. We're not actually based out of Seattle. Um, fun fact: Seattle Sutton and uh, the town of Seattle, Washington. We're both named after um, the same American Indian chief. So um, that, you know, we are not, we're actually in Ottawa, Illinois. Um, but yeah, so Seattle Sun was a nurse and she worked with her husband, uh, who was a doctor. And they had, uh, you know, a small town clinic where they took care of people in Marseilles, Illinois. And she was a big advocate for healthy eating when she was a nurse. And she would go and talk to patients about, how to improve their health and how to eat better and how to live better. And there was a patient one time and she remembers um, this patient's name and remembers the day so specifically, but 
he had high blood pressure and diabetes and she went in to talk to him about, you know, losing weight and controlling his diabetes through food. And he just told her, he said flat out, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that unless someone does it for me. And she talks about how light bulb just went on and she realized that what she needed to do was actually provide this to people to improve their health. Yeah. And that was 37 years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, the business, we are the original healthy meal delivery company. You know, we were there certainly before all of our competitors were. Um, and, you know, 10 years ago, I started uh, working for Seattle as a dietitian. Um, and, you know, things have definitely grown since then. Um, she sold the company to, to me and my team about four years ago. And uh, we've always aligned on our visions on, on health and wellness. Um, and I'm tasked with continuing um, that mission. And we are, you know, we're, we're set for the future and we're um, growing and uh, adding more places, continuing that mission and vision that she first started. I think it's so important, right, to uh, the the fact that uh, there's a lot of meal delivery services out there, right, that you can get meals delivered and you can put them together, whatever. But yours is really designed. Yours is designed. You follow the guidelines of a bunch of different medical organizations to make sure that people with different uh, health concerns, uh, you know, are are, are those those concerns are met. But the, the bottom line is that. It's also for people that maybe don't have any of that. In other words, if, if there's somebody that has struggled uh, for a lot, right? I mean, it, you don't have to have diabetes. You don't have to have heart disease. Yes. You maybe just were like, gosh, no. I really wish I could lose 20 no. pounds, but I need someone to help. Talk about the program, kind of how it works, and you know what, what people could expect when they get that first delivery. So, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, you don't have to have any of those health conditions. We are simply um, freshly prepared meals in the proper portions and calorie control. So, you know, I tell people, too, that there's not any special ingredients in our food. It's just it's just healthy food. I give this food to my kids. I eat it. And there's a whole lot of other people that eat it as well. So the way the program works, it's three meals a day provide breakfast, lunch, and supper, and uh, we we offer a full week plan so you can get meals seven days a week, mm. uh, but we also have partial week plans. So if you only wanted to do a four-day plan or a three-day plan, that's an option as well. So a lot of people will come to us and, you know, be on the full week plan until they reach their goal, and then they will, you know, go into what we call, you know, a maintenance plan where they're only doing partial weeks, and they're able to, you know, maintain their weight and their goals from that point on. We have several dietitians here, you know, not including myself, uh, but we, you know, we talk to clients every day about, you know, here's, here's what we recommend. Here's the calorie plan for, for what your goals are and, you know, based on your activity level and your height and your weight and whatnot. So certainly have that help available if anybody is, you know, specifically looking to accomplish something and they want to talk to a nutrition expert. But yeah, you can order online at seattlesutton.com. It's pretty self-explanatory as far as, you know, just picking the calorie level and how often you want to receive it. And if you simply just want to try it and see if it works for you, you have that option as well. The I know that on the website, you know, you you talk about the calorie count and and these meals are they're prepared, they're packaged, they're not frozen. I have to tell people 
The food's delicious, and I know that you've updated some of the recipes, some of the food. I mean, of late, I've had some really delicious new stuff. I'm still on the plan and still enjoy it immensely. You've got uh, like the 2,000-calorie plan, right? And then I believe is there a a 1,500 and a 1,200, and there's even a vegetarian option, correct? Yes. So uh, we have our traditional plan that includes uh, poultry and fish, and that comes in either 1,200 or 2,000 calories per day. And then the 1,500 calorie is uh, a vegetarian plan. So certainly meet a lot of requests and needs that our customers have. I think that now that I've been doing this, you know, for several years, I mean, one of the things for me was when I started in 2019, then we hit this pandemic and I, I made the point that I'd worked really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and I, I don't even want to say I worked really hard because you guys kind of did all the work. I just followed the plan and it worked for me. Mm-hmm. And I was not going to let the pandemic, you know, with a lot of people, that was a a tough time for people, you know, stuck at home and like, yeah, I'll have a donut or I'll have three. And, uh, you know, so it, it was very difficult mm-hmm. for a lot of people, but it really taught me portion control. You know, perfectly honest with people, right? When you first get that delivery uh, of that first food, let's say you get the 2000 calorie portion, there might be some meals where you're like, wait, this is all I'm getting. And, you know, I used to joke with my wife. I mean, this is probably like the first week. I'm like, oh, I couldn't eat another thing. And, you know, because it was the portion in in one particular thing maybe was smaller than you thought. But then within a week, you like retrain your body. I still go out to dinner with my wife and I don't over order. Or if we go to a family party, I don't go back for seconds. It's not, I'm not missing out on anything. It's just that I'm full and my body, I think, has been retrained to be at the weight that I'm at. And, you know, I know I say this in the ads, but I'm healthier. My blood pressure, my cholesterol, all that stuff has been is maintaining a healthy level. Uh, Renee, I, I got to tell you, I, I put this right on your shoulders. So I hope you can support it because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, you're hitting on something that is so near and dear to my heart. This is not a fad diet. So it's not something you go on and go off. I want people to come onto this plan and use it as a teaching tool, learn what portion control actually should be because as Americans, we simply just don't know that. Learn what balance is and learn what variety is. And then you can use those tools to, you know, um, when you dine out or when you cook. And you can definitely change your life by learning those things because a lot of us have not been taught those things. Right. Um, And so we need to retrain ourselves and and relearn it. Absolutely. I have to imagine that you and your team, you know, you guys have been around almost 40 years. You've been at the helm or you've been there for 10 and owning it for the past four years. It has to bring you such great satisfaction when you hear stories from people that you had such an impact on their life. It is truly amazing to hear some of the stories. I will share with you, last month we had um, four customers come in and they've had great success. So they lost uh, anywhere from 100 to 150 pounds each. And they Mm. talked about, you know, how much better they feel, how much they're able to do how much more they're able to do um and just the little things that you don't think about like going shopping or you know influencing loved ones to also take care of their health Um, so those stories have been amazing but even earlier this week we were at a new store opening and talking to the community in which we were opening it 
four people came up to me that day and said, you know, I was on Seattle Sutton 15, 20 years ago, and I lost so much weight. And, you know, some guy told me that he, they, he got onto us after um, a triple bypass and lost 120 pounds and has been able to maintain it for the last I think 12 or 13 years and just said that, you know, he credits his life to us. So those are so so, impactful and, you know, amazing stories and a reminder of, you know, why we come to work every day. So uh, it's a, it's certainly a a great, you know, um, vision and mission to, to continue. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. And, and, you know, as you mentioned, there's no, it's not a fad diet. It's not a, there's no contracts. And, and if you just want to try it and see, I, I, I'm not, I'm not the nutritionist, but I will tell people, if you want to try it, do it for a month, give it 30 days. And if you stay on the plan, I promise you, you're going to see results. It's amazing. And I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not, you know, I'm just the guy that's had success and, and has seen it, you know, and I grew up in a family where it was like, eat more, here's more pasta. I mean, that was my whole life. Here I am uh, yeah. in my 50s now learning uh, how to change my lifestyle, which is awesome. Renee Fisek is the registered dietitian, nutritionist, and president owner of Seattle Sutton's Healthy Eating. All right, Renee, uh, we gave all this great information to people about starting a new them in 2023. How do they get a hold of you folks if they want to learn more? So our website uh, has a lot of information on it. So check that out at seattlesutton.com or we have an 800 number, 1-800-442-3438. Give us a call. We'd be happy to talk to you. That's awesome. Renee, so nice to speak with you once again. I wish you, your whole team and family a very happy new year and I hope to get to see you soon. Thank you, Lou. You too. I installed one for my niece Ellie's uh, son, Mason, who's potty training at the house, and he loves it so much that he was trying to grab the regular toilet seat and couldn't figure out why the magical seat didn't come down. And so Ellen bought two of them, and I went to her house, installed them both. So She's like, I got to get on a call because she works from home. You know, I got to get on a call, but I'll be down and help you. And by the time she got off her call, I had two toilet seats installed. I mean, I am... Bang, bang. Intalli- a installing person, a toilet seat is like one of my favorite things to hmm. do. Now that's weird. 857-5574-LOU. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy is in Hoffman Estates. Hi, Kathy. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Um, so we uh, did our, we, I have a front load washer, and my son did his laundry, and he said it smells like sulfur. Turns out, I guess I haven't been cleaning the gasket, mm. and it's got a lot of black stuff, and it's not easily coming up. Is there anything I can use to get it out? I want you to buy a bottle of something called Concrobium Mold Control. Okay. And I want you to open up the door and peel back that front loading. Yeah. You know how... Uh, What's that dog that has all the, the 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 dog that's got all the jowls that you know layer after layer? Uh, not a what's the kind of dog? A not a Saint Bernard. Oh yeah, I know. You, you, you know that Sharpay. dog, yeah. Sharpay. You know the Sharpay. So you need to pull back all the Sharpay um, uh, layers and get the concrobium yeah. in there. Spray it really well, Kathy, and then leave the door open. Okay, and then tomorrow come back and wipe it all out with a rag. The discoloration may not go away, but the mildew and mold will be dead. 
Oh, it will. Yes. And okay. The, and so wonderful. The, Thank but, you, Lou. Wait one second. One thing you need yeah. to do, and I don't know why they can't get this okay. right. When you're not using that washing machine, leave the door open. Okay. I guess it's a normal thing to, like, always close the door, huh? I know, and it, it, I don't understand. Why, that, that supposedly, some of the newer ones now, they figured out how to avoid this problem, but it continues to be an issue, uh-huh. and, and I just tell people, just keep the door open a little bit to keep the airflow going there, and and wipe those gaskets out every now and then, and the Concrobium mold control is a great option for anybody listening. Perfect. Thank you so much. You got it. Bye. Appreciate you calling this morning. Bye. Bye. Um, you know, I was listening to, uh, you know, our friends over at American Weathermakers. They kind of have some fun with their um, commercials, you know, that they do. And they've got one running right now where they're talking about, like, you know, when your furnace goes out, who are you going to call? Um, you know, and then I think it's Dick, you know, it's Dick and Elizabeth. And Dick goes, who are you going to call your mother-in-law? And then some woman who plays the role of the mother-in-law. What? You think you've got problems? I should be in Boca by now. That's funny. That is funny. I should be in Boca by now. That's my new line. That's a t-shirt. You got your pro- You think you've got problems? I should be in Boca. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom with Don Kleppen. There's like a parade every night now down there. It's like, oh, it's, tonight is the Thus and Thus parade, and we're going to go to that. You can't. She's like, Dad, I, I don't know how everybody goes to all of them, and I don't know why anyone, when you're down here this time of year, would ever move away from New Orleans. <laughs> it's a good place to be when this you're... This is like my favorite time of year, is watching your daughter and tw- what outfits she oh, picks every my, night. And she her hair, ta- her wigs, The whole her nine yards. I don't know how mm-hmm. I can ever move away from here if it's this time of year. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. She's going on and on about how busy she is. Oh, I got to go get this and, you know, go to the Goodwill and find this and that and all these outfits. And it's really funny. remember when I lived out in L.A. Yeah. And I was like, these are my people. I love it here so much. Everybody's so cool. I'm going to live here for the rest of my life. Yeah. And now you could not pay me to go. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a moment in time, right? Right? Yeah. So, anyway, it's just really funny. Uh, 857-557-4Lou, 857-557-4568. We'll do our Just Text Me segment after the um, 9.30 news this morning. So, if you've got something that you'd uh, like answered, you can just text that to the same number, 857-557-4Lou. We'll go back to the phone lines now, talk with uh, Fred, who's in Frankfurt. Hey, Fred, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Um, uh, we just moved down. Uh, we just moved to Illinois from Minnesota, and uh, we've got a new house with a three-car garage, and I'm trying to uh, decide which way is best to heat it. Okay. Um, I've, used, uh, uh, I've used a Resnor heater in the past in Minnesota. Sure. And it worked well, but I was thinking about doing a mini split. I was, uh, years ago, I went to a, when we were doing our House Smarts TV show, we went and did a, a thing on a mini split system that a guy had a, he had this beautiful, I believe it was a 66 or a 68 Mustang that he kept in his amazing garage. And he had a mini split 
that both heated and cooled the space, you know, because he really wanted to condition it. And uh, he absolutely loved it. Right. Um, so here's the thing. The beauty part of it is um, it's probably the most efficient way, energy-wise, to heat and cool it, right? What kind of temperature are you hoping okay. to have the garage be when it's really cold? I mean, are you looking for it to be 70 degrees, or are you looking for it to be 50 degrees when it's, when it's you know, 10 degrees outside? Yeah, probably 50 degrees, and um, then when I'm in the in the garage working, um, because I, I am a car guy, too. Nice. And uh, uh, when I'm working on the car, I, you know, then I would probably bump it up to 68 or 70. Sure, sure. Um, you just got to size it, right? You know, the thing is, with a... With a garage, where is the is the garage the three car garage? Is it drywalled on all on the three sides? Yeah, it it, it is. It's all completely finished. It's it's dry and it's drywalled and sheetrocked. It has ten and a half foot ceilings, right? Um, and uh, it's attached to the house, and so uh, the west wall and the south wall um, are you know, connect actually to the house and the north wall, um, has two windows in it. And the east portion is where the two garage doors are. Got it. Um, and on that west wall, well, let me ask you on that west wall where the windows are, which is probably where the cartridge would go. Cause that's the cold wall. Where is that in relationship to the electrical panel? Well, the electrical panel, unfortunately, is in the lower level in the basement. Right, but is it on that side of the house or so the complete other side of the we'd house? We'd have to run to... Uh, yeah, no, it's on that side of the house, So, well, that's um, good. It, but it's in the basement, so we'd have to run 220. But you could run it on the outside wall. You could run an outdoor pipe along the, like, come out of the outside wall. My point is, on that side, mm -hmm. could I put the inverter for the unit and then run the 240 line into the basement right on that wall where the house is? Well, it's so, it's it's not directly below that wall. Right. Um, it's... Um, it's further down in the basement, so I mean, it's, uh, it's doable. it would be further. It's actually on the so where the windows are is basically on the north side. Okay. And um, and the house is uh, the adjacent wall is on the uh, would be on the on the west side. Okay. And further down the 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 wall in the basement is where the panel is. But I've looked at, at running a line. And it doesn't look like it's, I mean, it's, you know, you'd have to run a conduit and run it up and come up through the ground. Yeah, um, right. And then put and, the disconnect, uh, put the disconnect out there. Doable. Right. So you put the disconnect there and then, you know, they, depending on what you put in there, they're just going to have to size it, right? With a, with a garage, you know, from a BTU standpoint, um, you know, they may say, hey, we can get away with just one big cartridge and put in a... Uh, you know, a 12,000 BTU unit or even maybe a, a, a 20,000 BTU unit, and it should be able to, you know, provide you with the heating and, quite frankly, the cooling if you wanted to as well. 
uh, from it as well. That would just be up to you whether you yeah. use it for that or not. And um, but uh, I like that idea as opposed to the. I mean, the Resnor electric ones. I'm, I, I've never been a. I don't know why, but I've never been a huge fan of the open flame gas units in a garage just because. I know they're safe, but there's just something about it that just always has worried me, and so I would always default to the electric. But um, those electric Resnors or similar products like that use a lot of electricity, and these inverters are very efficient and I think would absolutely um, you know, solve this problem for you. We have a sponsor here on the show, Mitsubishi Electric, who, quite frankly, even before they were a sponsor, they were kind of the innovator systems and i think they make one of the better units out there units rather and um i believe their vanity website is get a comfy can you double check that Lindsay, to make sure i got that right get a comfy which i believe sends you right to the their website okay yeah that's the that's the that is okay the, that is well the site. i i you know i'll yeah, I'll I'll check it out and see it. Uh, you know the, I mean, even if I put a resonator in, I've got to run a gas line up, right? And uh, you know, and still do that, and then do a, you know, even though it's power vented, still got to go through the roof and uh, uh, do a stack through the roof and all that other stuff. So those split. Um, what do you think cost wise compare? You know, one versus the other. I would say that installed. And this would exclude running the electrical disconnect, but I would say installed. If I had to guess, it'd be about four grand, and I bet you'd spend all yeah, of that okay. on that Resner. And all you have to drill through yeah. that garage is a three-inch hole. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no vent. No exhaust, okay. no gas pipe, right. no nothing. Yeah, I like. Hey, welcome to Illinois. All we ever, all we ever hear about is people moving out of Illinois. So it's nice to hear the reverse every now and then. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, we came down because we have a new grandson, and uh, we don't want to miss out on it. So what's that? Um, what's that uh, bundle? Of, what's that bundle of so, Joy's name? His name is Jair. Beautiful. That's a beautiful name. Yeah. Congre- oh, he's a great kid. I mean, he's six months old, and my wife babysits uh, um, quite often, uh, and uh, we're enjoying it. So um, we're glad to be here. God. It's tough to leave Minnesota, yeah. but uh, I'll tell you, I'll take uh, this weather compared to what I left. <laughs> um, they had 15 and a half inches of snow this last week, and it's about, you know, maybe three degrees above zero. So. Well, um, I'll take this all day long. Well, welcome to Illinois. Congratulations on the grandson and the best to him and you and your wife. And we're glad to have you here. 8575. Look, I'm like the Chamber of Commerce. I'm welcoming people to Illinois. Well, send them a dictionary. 8575574. Lou is our phone number. 920 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. And and I said, well, wait, in the two years was, Ve- oh, yeah, well, you lived in uh, Vegas for like six months and you worked in Vegas. And I said, well, where did you live? Where did you live when you lived in Vegas? And now I'll ask a question. So for the audience, where did you live when you lived in Las Vegas? I lived in a magician's spare bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a T-shirt as well. Uh, no, you can't. I lived in a magician's spare bedroom. That's was he right. like Andy the Great? What was the name of the magician? Do you remember? Well, his name was first name was Seth. I don't know if the if he had. Did like he have like a stage name? Did he I saw you in half at any moment? Did, did any point did he say, Lindsay, get in this box? I <laughs> just want to try this. No, nothing. No, but I tried so hard to get. Like, to be his secrets? assistant? No, to get secrets. Like, how the heck? Because I am amazed. I see magic shows, and I am the one with my jaw on the floor thinking, I think I really believe in magic. Like, it's the, there's no other explanation. Magicians have this. It's a whole... Like, they can't not. I, I mean, drunk as a skunk, and he would not spill those beans. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing. I would he wouldn't say a word. Nothing. Nothing. It I is- saw this clip with when the Ellen DeGeneres show was on, and he she had this little boy who was sitting there, and he says, "I'm going to do a magic trick, and I'm going to have you. Uh, here's my card trick, and here's my invisible deck of cards." And he hands her nothing. He's holding nothing in his hands, and he said, "Here, hold this." And he hands it to her. She takes. Oh, you dropped them all on the floor. No, no. Let me give you another one. Like this is the kid's six years old, <laughs> and so yeah. then she now shuffle it up, and he goes, "Now pick a card." And now put it back in the deck the opposite way, okay? This is all pantomime. This is what the kid's saying. And uh, she goes, okay. And he said, okay. And he gets back. He takes his his hand that's bare, puts it in his jacket. And then he goes, oh, and look, here's a real deck of cards. And he pulls out a real deck of cards. Mm -hmm. And now he has the cards, and he's shuffling it around. And you said you put one in there backwards. Now tell me what the name of that card was. And she goes, six of hearts. She just says six of hearts. And as he's shuffling, one of the cards is backwards. Mm-hmm. And he pulls it out. It's the six of hearts. I'm telling you, it exists. And Ellen DeGeneres goes, I didn't pick a card until he immediately said to me, what's the card? And I just said six of hearts. And he just oh, did it like that. I don't get it. See, it's there's Wait, something. he's six. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, where'd you live when you Imagine. lived in Las Vegas? <laughs> in a magician's basement. I bet your parents were so, so proud. proud of me. So they proud. Really were. 857-557-4, Lou. 857-557-4568. Is this Fred in Frankfurt? Hey, Fred. There he is. Three, two. I think Fred went to go get How some How about co- Kathleen in Park Ridge? How about Kathleen in Park Ridge? Why? Well, I don't even have your name up here, but I'm going to say you're Kathleen in Park Ridge. How you doing? Oh, there she is. <laughs> Bingo. I'm yeah. good. How are you, Lou? Good. We, Lindsay and I were like a well-oiled machine. I'm amber sinister today. She's amber sinister My today. My hands are yeah. all funny. <laughs> How may I help you? Um, so we are, we have a, a 1949 home, and they have acoustic tile in the family room that we would love to cover and get rid of the holes and make it look like a regular ceiling, but... Um, Without, like, we don't want to tear it down. We don't know what it's going to be. It's one of those tiles that's, like, stapled up to a track type of thing? No, it's four square fiber tiles with holes, um, not on a track. My husband told me to tell tell you that. (laughs) Right, right. It's not on a track, but when you look at it, you see that there's a pattern, right? Yes. Okay. And you just want to cover it, not take the other, not take it down. 
Right. We have painted it in the past, but we were just wondering, you know, almost like a wallpaper type product that you could put over it. Mm-hmm. It's a question to of cover what, the hole. It's what's going to stick and what's going to look nice. Um, is the ceiling relatively, yeah. in other words, you don't have a lot of protrusions. There's not like ductwork hanging down or anything like that. No, it's, it's simple. It's, it's straightforward. There's nothing special. Mm-hmm. See, the problem is if we're going to do anything, like a wallpaper or something like that is just not going to stick. And so the only way you're going to cover it is to do something mechanically, meaning like if you took some quarter-inch Luan, which is a 4 by 8 sheet, and then you would use like a little trim gun to nail it up into through the tile with the appropriate fasteners. But then you'd have four by eight sheets, you know, that you would have to line up or or not line up. You could stagger them so that the seams, if it were me, I'd probably stagger them. Um, and then you would have to paint that. Or... Yeah, I don't know if that's... No, I don't like that either. Um, when you say there's holes, are they holes from, like, things... Like, what What are the holes? Well, acoustic tiles, you know how... Oh, just... So the um, actual holes... The, the house was built in... Right, right. So it's the actual holes in the tiles. Yeah, the it's holes not like, that are part of the tile. Yeah, yeah. It's not like somebody carved open the... No, not like our son sat there throwing darts up. Right, right. No, not that. Just, just what comes with well, the Well, then, tile. okay, well, then why don't we, how about instead of that, then, and is, and is the, are the tiles currently flat? In other words, you didn't put any texture paint or anything on there, right? Correct. They're just, it's flat. Why don't you grab a, 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 a bucket of joint compound and a six-inch taping knife and as a as a test, go in one corner and skim coat the tiles where the holes are to fill them in. Let it dry. Take a sponge with warm water and sponge it off nice and smooth. And if you like that finish when you see it, then do that to the whole ceiling and then paint it. You'll still have the lines of oh, the tile. Oh, that you'll sounds doable. You'll still have the lines of the tile... Okay, but the holes will be gone. So do it in a corner as a test. If you like the finish, off you go. So a joint compound, any particular one? No, just uh, go to the hardware store, buy a a gallon jug as a test of, how about this? It's called plus three, plus three joint compound, a six-inch taping knife. Take four or five tiles, kind of lightly scrape it with the putty knife, then put the joint compound in the holes nice and smooth. After it dries, take a wet sponge, not a sandpaper, and kind of blend it all in like, oh, that looks good. Take a little roller, roll some paint on there and say, I love it. Keep going. And then you're done. (sighs) Yes, this will be great. I'm glad I made you. Appreciate it, Lou. You got it. Have a happy new year. You did.
You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 857-5574. is our phone number. We'll do our Just Text Me segment after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Clep. Hi, Lou. I'm not sure if my furnace condensate condensating pump condensating pump yeah hi Lou I'm not sure if my furnace condensating pump is working correctly can you explain how these work (sighs) well you're probably talking about your drain your furnace has a no it has a condensating pump too that would if it's an internal pump for your high efficiency furnace that actually is a drain and so if you're talking about the pump on the outside it has a float it the water drains into it and when it reaches a certain level it has a hose somewhere that's pumped up and over into a sink or a drain or something like that they do go bad matter of fact i was just talking with my father-in-law henry his just went bad and um it is pretty much plug and play they literally hang on the side of the furnace the condensate line goes into that and you could buy a new one at most hardware stores, carry them, and um, you would disconnect the old one, pop the new one in, make sure all the lines line up. And uh, if you you should be able to see the float inside there, and if you can jiggle it a little bit, if it doesn't activate, it might be time for a new pump. All right, Lou, we are going to have the grout between the porcelain tiles on the wall and the ceiling of our master shower cleaned and sealed for the first time in 20 years. One tile guy says colored sealer is better than clear. Do you agree? Well, I'm not really a sealer fan at all because it has been my experience that sealer actually tends to um, kind of trap dirt. Now, in a... In a um, in a shower, it's not like, you know, you're slinging mud up against the wall. But, uh, I, for instance, when I redid the kitchen, um, you know, when we did the kitchen makeover, that video coming soon, I did a um, I did a white tile uh, backsplash with white grout, traditional white grout. And uh, I we had some friends over and we had some chili. And I don't understand how this happens. There's a chili pot on there. There was chili all over the backsplash, which is exactly what it's designed to do. I'm like, how do you get the chili on the... What are you doing with that spoon that you're getting all that chili on the backsplash? Don't you just dip it in there and fill the bowl? Anyway, the point was, wiped it down, and whatever little stain there was on the grout, it just wiped away. I mean, if you leave it there for a week, um, even with a sealer, it'll, it'll stain. So... The reason that person's talking about the colored grout sealer is that it will enhance the look and actually make the cleaning of what they're doing look better. But that brightness is in the colored sealer, not necessarily the clear. So if your stuff's looking dingy and it gets done before they seal it, and you're like, man, that doesn't look that great, then maybe consider the colored sealer to make it look a little nicer. That's a roundabout way to answer that question. How about one more? Okay, one more. Lou, this isn't a question. As a former Latin student, I'm writing to let you know how much I appreciate your new segment, Word of the Day. As you know, ambisinister is the opposite of ambidextrous. The roots of these words are based in Latin. Amb or ambo means both. Dexter means right-handed or skillful. And sinister means left-handed or evil. Thus, the definition of ambisinister is awkward or clumsy with both hands. As a loyal listener, I learn something new from you every week. And now... A new word. <laughs> Look at you. Look, you're like proud as a peacock. You're sticking your chest out. Your hair's all puffy. It's a make good job. 
I don't like that the sinister has to do with the left hand being left handed. I have heard Ooh. that. Did you know that? I mean, you read that. Sinister, I did, you're right. yeah. It's like a, it's a thing. Left handed thing has got like a sinister mm-hmm. thing. I don't like that. But hmm. what am I going to do? See, this is all you. Word of the day. All I will tell you is stay tuned next week when there's another word of the day. Brought to you by Merriam-Webster. We- Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Dictionaries. We'll send you out a dictionary. I, it, are you think any of the salespeople are listening? This is. Can you imagine? They've never thought about. You know who I should call on? The dictionary people. What? Well, come on. How much could it cost them to give away fifty-two dictionaries a, a, a year? Right. You want I mean, the, the product. shipping is probably the hardest part. Right. Uh, maybe the 14 we'll... pound shipping. Right. That could be. <laughs> You're right. All right. 8575574 Lou, that's our just text me a second. This is Troy in Geneva. Hey Troy, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well. How may I help you? Uh, one time before I heard you talk about um when there's uh, snow coming out of your drain in the basement, you can pour some kind of oil in it to keep it from drying out and smelling. If you have a floor drain that occasionally gets an odor, it can be due to the fact that the water, if the, if the drain is something that doesn't receive any additional water in it, you know, or anything, it can evaporate. And um, so many times it, what you can do is pour a you know cup of water down there or more than a cup to fill it back up but if it's something doesn't get a lot of use you pour a little vegetable oil or olive oil just a little bit so it puts a little skin on the top and then the water doesn't evaporate because the oil you know will float over the top of it and um it isn't that it won't eventually evaporate because you know there can be suction within a drain based on a bunch of different things but it will prolong the the uh you know the non-smelliness of the drain because that oil will stick on the top of it okay awesome that's awesome thank you very much you're welcome i appreciate you calling this morning eight five seven five five seven four lou we will take a quick break and be back right after this